Again, Wilkinson in the place. Johnny Wilkinson, he's got it! Hello, Schimpeda, but Gerrard! Oh, beauty! What a headshot! What a headshot! Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pointer with me, Jono. And me, Gaz. <laughs> We're two mates who uh, love chatting all things sport. And uh, this week, uh, we'll thought we'd cover a little bit of the opening weekend of the Premiership, Gareth. Yeah. Um, some, some rugby happenings uh, from, from the end of the Rugby Championship to World Cup friendlies. There is such a thing uh, before probably touching on the, the Ashes, uh, the upcoming second test as well before we go. Um, but yeah, before that, if you, uh, thanks for all the uh, response last week, and uh, yeah, thanks for all our guests who came on for the Bumpier Premiership preview. Um, we covered, I think it was seven or eight teams at the end, wasn't it, Gareth? Um, so yeah, and there's a lot of the thoughts from there, from the different fans of the teams we had, will still be relevant. So if you want to go and give that a listen, please do. Um, got quite yeah, a lot awesome. of um, quite a lot of good feedback from that, didn't we? Well, uh, yeah, we, we had quite a lot of few people saying how they enjoyed it and enjoyed the different format. And, Hearing other different uh, clubs' views, uh, so maybe that's something we'll explore again in the future. I think so. I did enjoy um, listening to Bond with people, Gareth, and hearing from from the fans who knew a lot more about those sides than I did, um, and just sort of hearing where they're at, where we're at. Obviously, we're in the optimistic time at the minute, or, or we were until the weekend. For some perhaps for some clubs, but um, <laughs> yeah, that no, was good fun. And uh, yeah, agree. Um, any more thoughts you have, please uh, send us in. You can get us on Facebook or Twitter at Pinter Two. Um, and yeah, please send that in or any more questions, uh, comments you have, please send them my way. But uh, got to start with a premiership, haven't we, Gary? Finally back in our lives. Um, a very early start, it seems, in August, but yeah, very much nice to be around. Um, a lot of sides with big wins, so I mean, I could list some of them City, Liverpool, United, to, to name but a few. Tottenham, I suppose, in the end. Um, but, or, or maybe someone else, Gareth, who, who was the most impressive team for you opening weekend? Ooh, good question. Most impressive? Um, I think. I suppose the, the, yeah I think perhaps Brighton Brighton beating Watford away uh, 3-0 I think that was probably what? the most uh, that was the most unexpected I think I think Watford had had a good season last season Brighton had had a poor one um, only just about stayed up um, and yeah they go away from home and uh, absolutely trounce um, Watford on the on the opening game uh, that was probably the most unexpected um, and then there's yeah, there's a couple of really impressive results. I think United tearing Chelsea, uh, tearing Chelsea apart. Um, probably didn't reflect the game, um, but still, the result, uh, the result was very impressive. And um, from a Welsh point of view, uh, good to see uh, da- Daniel James getting on the score sheet there. And, and um, yeah, he uh, came off the bench and clearly got a lot of pace and uh, yeah, p- potential uh, options for United there. Um, of the others. I think Liverpool and uh, City were both fairly ru- routine in the sense that 
you'd have expected a decent win. Um, if anything, Liverpool probably underwhelming. Um, City were <laughs> were impressive again, although they've I saw a stat that they've scored uh, four goals against West Ham away from home in the last couple of seasons. So um, yeah, perhaps not a massive surprise. And then Arsenal, uh, despite a, sort of a, a dodgy lineup, um, yeah, they got they got the result, didn't they? And I don't think they were particularly impressive, but uh, they got the result. Um, Spurs did what they needed to do against a, a decent Villa side, by the looks of it. Um, yeah, and then perhaps the only other team was Sheffield United picking up a point away at Bournemouth. I uh, thought that was quite impressive. Um, Sheffield United not expected to do anything this season. <laughs> Uh, and Bournemouth, uh, quite a quite a tidy outfit. So, yeah, of all of them, probably a toss up between uh, Brighton and United as uh, as most impressive uh, result of the, the weekend. I think. No, nice, nice that you uh, start with uh, Brighton first. Um, I, I think you're right. That that would probably be the one that I didn't see coming. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I bet on Watford and a couple of different accumulators which uh, ruined <laughs> them. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was quite a surprise and Graham Potter, a uh, nice start for him. Mm. Um, you wonder if it means anything for Watford or, or just sort of opening day blues and, and get back into the swing of things. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're probably fair about United. I did, um, that was obviously the scoreline is great and they'll be well happy with that and, um, and Frank Lampard certainly won't. But yeah, it wasn't a, a 4-0 annihilation as such. He's more sort of taking chances well and... Um, I suppose they might be. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call it United defending a bit better or looking a bit better shape, or mm. and you know Harry Maguire maybe, or, or Chelsea just looking slightly impotent in attack. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hard one to call that, isn't it? Because clearly United have improved in their defence, but you know the, Tammy Abraham's not set the world alight in the Premier League. He's a good, you know, you'd probably say he's a good Championship striker. It's yet to see what he's going to do in the Premier League, really. Uh, and obviously hazardless Chelsea, you know, do they look a bit more blunt in attack? And uh, even then, they they still hit the uh, woodwork a couple of times in the first half, didn't they? So um, I think, uh, <laughs> as with probably all the results uh, over the weekend, I think the jury's probably out on the on uh, on most of uh, the teams probably for another month or so yet. But um, yeah, I, I think United was impressive, uh, no doubt. I don't think anyone particularly saw the four nil coming. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, perhaps if you look at it a bit deeper, there perhaps there are a few um, mitigating circumstances, shall we say? Yeah, it's early, so it's hard to tell, isn't it? And yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Abraham. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe if he puts that chance, like you say, two inches to the right, it's inside the post, and he's got his first guy open up. And um, and he, he may well be a good, good player in time. He's, he's still very young, isn't he? And mm. and it was, I suppose it was nice for Chelsea to finally play some young players. Um, not really something <laughs> they've been known for for years, um, despite having uh, just <laughs> tens of players on times at loan in different clubs, aren't they? And mm. I'm guessing with the transfer ban, they might have to bring a few more back. And and maybe Lampard's going to try and put an emphasis on youth. Um, you'd think he'll get more. You think he'll get more time than most Chelsea managers in terms of what he means to the club, but you say that, no, Abramovich has, um, he's cast off a few legends, not Chelsea legends admittedly, but he's cast off a few very highly thought of managers before, hasn't he, fairly quickly. And, um, and fans are fickle as well, aren't they? So, um, yeah, only to, what, Chelsea don't don't get a win in August, uh, <laughs> how long before uh, before the fans are uh, turning their back on, on Frank? 
I think they have a good bit of time, and I think if he's if he's able to commit to you, I mean, Villas uh, Boas was meant to commit to youth, wasn't he? And, and was given the sort of supposedly given the remit to try and make it a bit of a younger side, and then when it didn't go well straight away, he was <laughs> sort of binned off and told to change it, wasn't he? Um, so we'll see if, if that's what uh, has been. Oh, sorry, just, uh, just completely sidetracked, but obviously, I suppose he's back from um, uh, what was he, Indy car racing or one of the car racing, wasn't he? Dakar car, wasn't he? Was it Dakar? Who's that? Yeah. Um, where is he at now? I did see he went somewhere. Come back summer. somewhere in France, I think. Uh, I want to say Marseille, but maybe not Marseille. Um, yeah, but he's he's given his. I think he did a, a season of Dakar Valley, uh, Dakar Rally racing. We'll have to get somebody who knows a bit more about uh, Dakar Rally on the on the pod to give us a lowdown on how good he was. But but yeah, seeing the, that that little venture stop now. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Good, good call, Marseille. Was you alright? Oh. Um, well played. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, just you know, playing the likes of Mason Mount and uh, Tammy Abraham and the likes of that. Will he continue that? And you've got Pulisic, and you've got hopefully Loftus Cheek to come back when he's already. Um, mm. And even the likes of Christiansen at the back and stuff, who sort of had a bit of a run, but doesn't hasn't really nailed down his place. Will be interesting to see where they all go with that, really. But yeah, I don't think they'll. Yeah, they can easily put it down to the first game. And move forward. Um, I think the, yeah, I the, the other big thing from the weekend. So across, but the other thing, big thing was um, was this VAR lad. He seems to have popped up around uh, most of the games. He seems to have had an influence. He did. Um, suddenly, yeah, City lost the goal, didn't they? They didn't stop him scoring five. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it will be interesting. But I think everyone still seems to be fairly. Uh, confused about what they think of the AI. It's basically if it goes well for you, you like it. If it doesn't, you don't. <laughs> mm, I think th- there was an incident in the the Sheffield United game. I saw that, um, where it seems to sum it up to me that they uh, was it Sheffield United? Yeah, I think it was. You had the free kick. No, in fact, it wasn't. It was um, Brighton Watford. I think Pereira had the uh, free kick for Watford and he hit it straight into the wall, and it looked as though it was potentially a handball. But rather than just carrying on playing, he's running into the referee's face and just for the next sort of 30 seconds just telling the referee he needs to look at VAR needs to look at VAR well, the point is just get on with it isn't it and then you know next time ball goes out of play the referee can pull it back or go go and have a go at the referee then or whatever but it, it just seems um, I suppose we saw a bit of it in the World Cup didn't we everyone just doing the, <laughs> the screen sign with their, with their hands whenever they think there's a decision that's gone against them it's probably probably going to take quite a while to uh, to settle down isn't it yeah, I think probably some of that is meant to is the understanding of it, isn't it? As I understand VR, it's meant to be for a clear and obvious change, and someone will let the referee know if that needs to be done. Mm. You know, if the referee, if there's not, and it's just a sort of marginal handball ball to hand in a wall, and, and no one's that fast, and they think the referee's covered that, then it won't, will they? Um, mm. But then I suppose there's probably something in there about if you are the VAR official, do you want to try and uh, challenge the ref's authority by bringing back things regularly? You might get a bit. Uh, you about that maybe uh, yeah so yeah you're right it's, um, there's probably still a bending protest but I, I think they'll probably maybe give directives to players if they continue to just sort of run up and do screen signs and it yeah if it seems like it's much which isn't different from what players did before is it they like to run them surround refs but I yeah. suppose now they think they've got some sort of technical, technological backing on their side yeah yeah um, very interesting where it all goes but uh one side that we, we sort of touched on briefly, it's probably they're probably the biggest uh, clash of next weekend, Man City. Um, 
an opening day 5-0 away win. Uh, Raheem Sterling picking up where he left off last year with a, with a mm. hat-trick. Um, they're hosting Spurs next week, who are probably less impressive, but were, were certainly better in the second half once they seem to change tactics a bit against Villa. 3-1 uh, mm. winners. Uh, but yeah, it's up at the Etihad. Uh, can Spurs bother City and, and essentially take points off from Gareth? Um, I'd like to think so. Um, but I struggle to see West City a week, really. I, I suppose it... I say that they've been impressive against West Ham the last couple of seasons, so maybe judging them on that that performance alone isn't isn't the best. But um, yeah, they still look like they could score for fun. And um, this Rodri lad looks as though he's bedded in quite quickly. And although initially gave the ball away a few times, he uh, he seemed very assured and looked like he's not afraid of putting in a couple of tackles, which is what we like to see anyway. Um, and Spurs, the Harry Kane scored in August, so maybe. Uh, Maybe things are looking up for Spurs, and the new lad scored as well, didn't they? So, um, yeah. yeah, nice finish from and Yeah, I suppose they had a bit of a rivalry, didn't they? Spurs City last season after playing each other in the Champions League and the league for what seen about five weeks on the trot. But um, yeah, maybe that maybe there's a bit more, a bit more bite in that game to come. It's a, it's the, the evening kickoff, isn't it, on Saturday? So yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I'm probably still going to say City win to be honest, but <laughs> trying to talk myself into a Spurs uh, Spurs result, but I can't. I can't see it. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be a, a hammering from City, but um, but yeah, probably. A, I'll go. A, I'll go with two nil City. Uh, well, yeah, they are a bit better across the park, aren't they? It's Spurs sort of still bidding a few players, and Dombele looked right against Villa at home, but going away to City. Uh, with all their players driven around you, will he have to do a bit more defensive work and will he be as good at that? I don't know enough about him to say whether that will mm. be a problem or not. But but yeah, the likes of the Silvers and De Bruyne against, you know, the Winks, Sissoko and Dombele in the field, that looks like a, a area of city strength, doesn't it? And then and Spurs, um, Spurs look weak at the back. They just, just look a bit soft. Um, and I know um, the Tongan wasn't playing on uh, on Saturday. Um, but just, yeah, like you say, you fancy the, the forward line of City been able to break uh, almost break Spurs at will really yeah you've got Walker Peters out right back at the minute haven't you mm. um, with, uh, with Trippier gone and Aurea's injured and they signed, they signed a right back uh, no they, they weren't they playing fo- uh, uh, Fulks 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 injured and I think Ori is injured as well, so yeah, they got Walker Peter down there with, with Sterling in this form he's in, uh, trying to isolate him a bit. And yeah, they, yeah, they just, I mean, they've, they've got some players who can hurt them, obviously, Kane and Mora, and if they want to play, start Ericsson this time. Um, but yeah, up at their place, yeah, I think. Okay, I'll, I'll say Spurs will nick 1 2 1. Yeah. Um, yeah th- oh, I see, I think I think they're going to nick. No, I say they're just going to get a goal. Um, be, yeah, I think I think they'll break the city uh, back line. Um, but yeah, it's hard to see see much else really. Um, so moving on to rugby, then Gareth, uh, the the scars of Six mm. Nations were put behind us uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, let's let's all, all forgotten, uh, but barely happened that tournament as uh, England played Wales again, the first time in two weeks, and it was a uh, well, it was Frank Quapenk an experimental England team playing um, what, what was uh, I think a basically a first choice Welsh team I think it was 13 out of the, the 15 players that started in the uh, the game against England were playing and uh, Wales if they if they won the game would have been uh, confirmed as world number one uh, mm. team it, it lasted in theory for about 24 hours 
But uh, you didn't win, Gareth, did you? You lost thirty-three nineteen. Um, and, and it didn't look great during. So uh, does this uh, does this spell trouble for Wales's World Cup dream? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I'm I'm pleased for you. You know, it's great that you're getting so excited about um, beating uh, such a good side um, in your pre first pre-season game of the se- season. Um, it was just a, a warm-up, wasn't it? Just a friendly game. Uh, clearly, there was a lot of rusty players out uh, out and about and on the park, uh, particularly from Wales. But yeah, I'm not I'm not overly concerned to be honest. We weren't great, and there was a lot of basic errors. Um, the, the most disappointing thing of the whole game would have been that Anscombe's injured uh, and got an injury that's going to last. Uh, well, there's rules him out for the World Cup, which is a which is a big big blow. But the, the result itself. In one sense, you've done us a favour because um, you've got that. You know, we've got that monkey off the back now. We've gone through 14, 15 games, whatever it was, uh, un- undefeated. We've now been defeated, so we can kind of just concentrate on uh, on playing some rugby again. And um, yeah, we've got another three warm-up games before the World Cup. World Cup doesn't start till I think our game doesn't start till the twenty-third of uh, of September. So we've got another five weeks yeah, um, before uh, before we need to worry about putting in decent performances. So yeah, if, if you peak now, that's fine. You uh, you have a good good pre-season. Um, and uh, Wales, as they always do, will uh, turn it on when it matters. So it sounds like you are pretty worried about the World Cup, Gareth, the fact that your uh, first side just got, got spent by an English uh, second side. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Yeah, again, it, it, we're just very rusty. Um, yeah, like I say, it's good that you've peaked now. Just uh, let's see, uh, see how you are in uh, six week, five, six weeks' time. So it's like no peaking, just uh, just showing showing off the strength and depth, really. Um, it was yeah, very much a a mixed uh, mixed side there, players really, and um, yeah, I had, had no problem early on playing the uh, the power game that we seem to be our, our modus operandi. And, and, um, well, that's that's the other thing, isn't it? You know, pre-season is all about getting your fitness up getting into the gym, getting things ready and, you know, it's ideal for preparation for your uh, your boys. That's that's what you need to do is just, you're just all about power, aren't you? You're not about skill. So it's uh, it was a perfect game for you. Wales aren't about power and, um, and you know, need a bit of time to uh, to play together to get those uh, combinations going and, um, yeah, better better running line speeds and and get the, uh, the skill aspect of the game going. So, yeah, four or five weeks' time, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be back up to pace. You said no skill. We we carved open quite a few times running around you rather than just through you. Uh, I thought George Ford was was exceptional first half and was just bringing everyone into play. And we we yeah, broke your line multiple times. And your you know your defence is kind of what you hang your hat on really. So for uh, you know outside <laughs> of your Vaughan defence that was that just wasn't wasn't up to t- task really. Got overpowered and ran through. Uh, did, did, I mean, did you see? Was it the the try just before half time? Uh, the ball over. T- a line out that went too far over Alan Wynne Jones on our line and you just you know that was just a gift wasn't it that was a nice gift but the two tries before that were, were also very nice as you know we ran it was a lovely break from Tom Curry I think initially it came through and then eventually Billy rumbled over the line um, yeah again a couple of power tries wasn't it yeah but after to putting you back and uh, then you know leaving you back in your heels because you already broken through your line yeah yeah you, you, you opened us up a little bit like I say we were a little bit rusty um well, I, I didn't. I, I didn't think England were that impressive. I, I thought it was impressive. Your um, old, old joke aside, I, I did think the fact that you were. It, it was um, so many kind of uh, new players into the squad that that um, that was kind of well, maybe not into the squad, but into the team that were that made you uh, look good. And you, you clearly have got 
strength and depth. Um, I mean, you can't be the the biggest uh, nation of rugby producing players without having strength and depth, can you? But um, yeah, I thought he did well, and I thought the um, the uh, the Welsh Billy Vinopola did did really well um, with a couple of tries and probably looked uh, like the best uh, man on the pitch. Welsh Billy. Uh, <laughs> His brother sounds more Welsh. And uh, well, yeah. Speaking of uh, there, did you see the uh, England announced their World Cup squad immediately after? Well, not immediately after today they announced it. Um, probably the the big omissions were Ben Tio. I suppose mm-hmm. a bit of a surprise. The Lions a couple of years ago. I suppose less of a surprise, but a big name would be Danny Cipriani. Also didn't make it. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really understand that. I didn't understand it last World Cup. I think he offers something different, but. Um, that's that's the point, isn't it? I suppose Eddie Jones doesn't want different; he just wants the same. I suppose he'd say Ford was uh, his difference in that he's he offers. A, I think he offers a bit more in terms of backline than Farrell does. I think Farrell's a bit obviously a better player overall, but, but Ford brings players onto the ball better than than, uh, mm. than Farrell does. And I think, yeah, I suppose if he wants to change it up, he'd bring Ford off off the bench. Uh, or maybe he's thinking of going back to his two axes. He's, he's not taken Tio. Maybe he wants them two next to Manu. Um, mm. But yeah, depending on Henry Slade. Henry Slade was in the stands in a, in a boot. So he's in the World Cup squad though. So hopefully he's alright because he, he did have a good Six Nations for us. And then a couple of uncapped players. Uh, or very lightly capped players. Uh, Rudrick McConaughey from a bath winger. Um, I think he'll, he'll struggle to get in the team to be honest. Look at the players yesterday. Uh, well, Johnny Mays been one of our players. Anthony Watson was had a couple of lovely moments yesterday. He took one ball out of the air that he, he looked like he jumped about eight foot in the air for. <laughs> he was he was up in the sky somewhere. Um, yes, I think and the, the wings and Cock and a Singer again. He doesn't do everything correctly, but he he's, he's huge. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. he's very 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 powerful. Um, so there's a good option is there, and then yeah, the the forwards is, is an impressive looking bunch. Uh, no, Dylan Hartley, I suppose, is probably the other big one. Um, okay, and I, I mean, sh- apart from you, <laughs> for everyone else, I don't think that's a surprise. I, well, I suppose, yeah, even, even for me, I've sort of, he hasn't played rugby this year, I don't think, this calendar year. Um, <laughs> he's really struggling uh, in that regard. Um, I think he would have been a great man to have in the squad and think at his uh, best when he's playing regularly. Um, he's, um, he's still a hooker that, that provides a value, but uh, yeah, he just hasn't played. He's struggling uh, with that. Rep record really. Mm. Other than that, there Lewis Lovelam who looked very lively yesterday, blindside planker. Um, hit a couple of big hits. Uh, he's in, he, he makes his way in there as well. And then yeah, uh, Tom Curry who sort of hobbled off injured yesterday but appears to be all right. He's in the squad, so hopefully that is the case. He looks a good um, player, Tom Curry, doesn't he? Yeah, I thought he was another one of the probably best player on the park until he went off the first sort of half an hour. Or so he's just yeah, he's complete all action. Um, Gets everywhere, puts his work in defensively. He, he smashes people, but yeah, going for the ball in the hand as well. He, he runs support lines. He's yeah, he just he's everywhere. He's kind of well, perfect open, open side flanker, really, just mm. omnipresent and kind of in a lot of the shots. Yeah, he's he's a very good player, and we've got Underhill with him as well. I think two are both good options. It would have been nice to see him play together, reduce play together until Underhill got injured. A nice change for Underhill um, in the warm ups. <laughs> Well, not in the war ups, he was uh, pulled out a couple of days before the game. Mm. It would have been interesting to see if we what it would look like with sort of two open sides. Um, something I know you boys have done in the past with like Tipperick and Warburton playing together. Yeah. But not, not can't really remember an England side that had two. two we were barely had an open side for about 15 years, so yeah. uh, I don't know, don't know when we've had two. Um, but 
Yeah, I was excited about that game. We've got you again next week uh, back in Wales. Uh, do you think you'll pick a similar side? Or do you think it'll be um, a bit more, a bit more kick gloves now? You've you've lost. I suppose you lost to one of your first choice players, really, now. Come home and you do you think you'll go to more uh, more testing your depth this time? Uh, yeah, I, I would have thought so. I wouldn't have thought we'd go we'd go strong. I mean, there's no there's no point, is there? Um, the boy, you know, the, the first team has had a bit of a run out. Let's uh, let's get everyone else um, a run out this week, and then we got Ireland twice uh, the two weeks after, and that's when we start like need to ramp it up and start to um, yeah look at a first team team and uh, bring on the I think Georgia first game. I suppose on that note, uh, just so you sort of touch on it, you've got Ireland twice, we've got you twice, Ireland once, and then Italy, I think. Um, does it make sense? Do you have a game? I mean, we can say we want their friendlies and pre-season. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that was a, a Six Nations intensity yesterday, but it's still England-Wales, isn't it? Or England-Ireland or Wales-Ireland. They're never um, never small games, are they? Or never games that won't be intensity. And if you're going to play those sort of teams, it was, it was still a very physical game yesterday. A lot of big games mm. going in and and um, both sides have players go off injured. Do you think it's well? Do you think it's wise to have games of, of that magnitude? Or, or it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because rugby, uh, similar to cricket, really, there's there's only a limited amount of teams in the world anyway. Um, so sort of maybe sort of top twenty teams kind of tend to uh, tend to be about the same teams, don't they? And of that, top ten are the uh, kind of your tier one nations. Um, well, not even top ten, maybe top eight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think you've, there's a limited amount of of teams, and especially a limited amount of top quality teams that you can actually test yourself properly against. There's no point having four uh, warm up games of um, I don't know Georgia, Namibia, Romania, USA, um, because then you've got three of those kind of uh, teams in your group anyway. Um, I think you may as well have. Um, you probably, probably don't need as many warm-up games. Um, well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you want to get your, your kind of yourself in the role of, of playing physical games, ready for the start of the World Cup. But it's difficult. It's difficult to to work out. Really, um, we only play Australia in our group as as any. Oh, well, I suppose in Fiji, um, of any kind of quality. Uh, maybe I haven't said that. George, you're on a bad side, but. Um, yeah, the Australia, the only team that there'd be a, a kind of a doubt of whether we'd win, and um, the other teams should all be fairly routine. Um, so yeah, what's the point of playing kind of poorer teams before you get there? Yeah, I think you probably struck in the middle there. I don't know if there's a need for four games. Um, yeah, I'd probably be happy with two to be honest. Play you once and Ireland once and be bad. I think you think you're right. It's not necessarily the team, and yeah, I mean, I think. I think for England it'd be, or I suppose Georgia for you, for example. I'd, I'd quite happily see us play Georgia now rather than the New Ireland. I don't, I don't think it'd be too much. I don't. Yeah, like we say, we'd, we'd be in a good Welsh side, but then we'll just say that Wales we're, we're trying to do different things. So do we clean a, a huge value from that? But a decent bit, but not not the end of the world. But yeah, I think um, as you say, there is four four uh, group games anyway isn't there in a the World Cup so you do have some time to get some momentum going and a bit of continuity so I don't mm. know if you need four games and it just seems a bit overly risky I'm not sure the reward equals it really um, and the thing is in the past so we've got Gatlin uh, and Eddie Jones to be fair you know, they know how to prep for World Cup something they've both been um, well done done very well with their teams uh, over, over past World Cup so they 
they know what they're doing. Um, you've got to just kind of trust that. Yeah, they know how to manage it. I suppose it's probably some of it is a bit of a financial um, gain for the uh, for the unions by uh, by playing a few of the bigger bigger nations. But on the whole, you just got to trust that their preparations are right. I think before the last World Cup, we played England twice in Ireland. Um, so yeah, probably only the three games, but but still. Yeah, you got to say, I mean, yeah, probably right. Is a money spinner? They're going to they're going to lose the the autumn game, the autumn internationals, which are usually a big. Big part of the rugby calendar, aren't they, this year? Because mm. you've got the World Cup instead. Um, but yeah, that might not be the same money. So yeah, I would imagine they get the same or level of revenue they would for filling up Twickenham or uh, the Millennium. But uh, yeah, it sounds like we agreed that the Wales are in a lot of trouble, Gareth, and the World Cup certainly won't going back to Cardiff. But, uh, <laughs> speaking of teams that are in trouble, Gareth, that's what we call a segue in the business. Uh, nice. The All Blacks uh, finished third in the Rugby Championships and got. Uh, annihilated by Australia at the weekend. Uh, mm. It was the heaviest. It was the heaviest ever defeat. Um, it was, well, it was, so, yeah, it was Aussie's biggest defeat, uh, biggest win, wasn't it against uh, against the All Blacks? Oh, are you saying it was yeah. it was All Blacks' heaviest defeat ever? It might be. I feel like I saw that somewhere earlier. Maybe it was Australia's uh, biggest defeat just to Australia. But I feel like I saw the biggest ever, uh, biggest one ever. Forty forty seven twenty six. Um, mm. We should add that the uh, the Kiwis did have a man sent off towards the end of the first half. Geordie Barrett, yeah, the, full, the the second row of the Barrett brothers. <laughs> uh, it was Geordie, no, was it Scott Barrett? One of the Barretts, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't Bowden Barrett. Um, I think yeah, it was Scott. Off for a, was it Scott? Was it, yeah. Was, was Geordie another back? Yeah, there's a few of them Barretts. It's a talented family, no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, Scott Barrett was sent off for a, a shoulder charge into the head. Uh, Charge is <laughs> might be strong. He did tackle Michael Hooper and he did hit his head, but it wasn't probably as uh, egregious as the Sonny Bill Williams one against the Lions, where he ran into Anthony Watson full pelt. This one was a bit more. Um, Hooper got tackled by no player, kind of fell down, and and uh, Barrett sort of well, was going into what I guess would have been his would have been his chest or something. I think he was probably aiming for, and he ended up hitting his head. Um, by a letter of law, it was a red card, and I didn't. Wasn't sad to see a Kiwi back gets sent off, but yeah, it was maybe maybe slightly harsh. And I think if he gets banned for the World Cup, that is very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even before that, I mean, it was uh, the Aussies were in the lead when Barrett got sent off only narrowly, um, and and we're having a good go at them. Uh, and yeah, the All Blacks could only draw against South Africa the week before at home and narrowly beat Argentina the week before that. It was twenty sixteen in Argentina, admittedly. But um, yeah, is there are there some doubts about the the much vaunted and I assume still World Cup favourites. Are they, are they still the favourites in your eyes, or do you think the cracks are showing and it's just bloody hard to try and win three World Cups back to back to back? Um, yeah, I think they they have to still be favourites. Um, uh, yeah, one uh, one sw- swallow doesn't make a summer, isn't that the phrase? Uh, one defeat, uh, I don't think that means they're, they're in any serious uh, serious danger. Um, yeah, I. I, I New Zealand know how to win World Cups, don't they? Uh, and they, they always used to be the team who would who'd peak in the in the inter, intervening years. Uh, and they no longer seem to be that team. So but it's the same. Yeah, it's the same leadership in in the uh, for it's still Hanson as the boss, isn't it? And I think yeah, I, I think New Zealand will be fine. It is uh, Hanson still as boss, true? But um, I mean, you, with that, you lose the. The real heartbeat of the side in the the Dan Carters and uh, Richie McCaws of the, of the world, mm. and do, do you wonder if, wonder if 
the, some of the the other players are, are perhaps getting getting a bit older now. The the sort of Moody's and Franks of the world, and um, yeah, Whitelock possibly in the second row, and, and Kieran Reid I think would would be another one who you'd say doesn't look the best number eight in the world that he probably was a few years ago. Mm. Um, but then is it just that they've been sort of dicking around with Bowden Barrett? I heard someone say, yeah, Bowden Barrett at fifteen, then he's putting back to number ten. Um, it's still a very talented side, but I think it, it, one game where they got smashed, true, but I think this, this whole rugby championship, they haven't looked particularly good. Mm. Uh, well, um, I think the, the issue with Barrett, isn't it, is he's, um, he's a very good player, but not best off the off the floor. I think that's they <laughs> struggle with him, isn't it? Yeah, he, he missed, he's missed more kicks this championship, but he did take some. Um, missed some against Argentina, if memory serves, and, and South Africa as well. Um, yeah, it's he's he's obviously a bit of a genius with a ball in hand, and yeah, certainly gets things going. But um, is he is he better at number ten where he's controlling controlling the game rather than fifteen where he sort of comes in and out a bit really? Yeah, well, who would they play as fullback instead? Israel Dag's no longer there, is he? You you play Ben Smith, I think, don't you? And he just oh, yeah. he's playing on the wing, the sort of trolley. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not they're not sure back three talent, are they? Never are they? Yeah, you are. You are. He's been pretty quiet this uh, this rugby championship. He was pretty poor on the weekend, but he'll he's a class winger and um, yeah, they've always got great options there. So yeah, I imagine they're probably moving Smith fifteen um, and you just you, you just live with Barrett <laughs> missing you some points off the floor and the fact he'll make you more in, in tries they score. Mm, I think so. Um, but I, I I don't think they're as, as strong as they were probably going into the last two World Cups, and I and I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, again, then for South Africa in the opening game, it's not the opening game of the World Cup, but I think it's the second day or third day of the tournament. I think it's the second day <laughs> they're playing each other. That's going to be a, a huge clash because, yeah, they, the um, the Sappers came back well against... Well, the Sappers probably dominated the first half and came back well against them to draw 16 all the week before. And, and then they, um, yeah, they blew away Argentina and beat Australia pretty convincingly too. Mm. Um, they're starting to, to really mould into what looks like a very good... Very powerful side, um, yeah. Not, I suppose, not dissimilar to England. The way they play, they try and crash over and dominate the game line and um, do the same defensively. I think that that's a, a mouth-watering clash now. Mm. And um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not as um, convinced by the New Zealand uh, hopes as I perhaps would have been a year ago. Say, and I so think who, there are some weakness. So who do you think stops them then? Um, I wonder if South Africa could beat him in that World Cup game. I really do. And then I think mm. if that would go in the way, I think it would then be Ireland v New Zealand quarter final, which which would be a that'd be a very interesting game. Um, yeah. If not, uh, our boys. If we could get to the semis, if we win our group, if if if, uh, I, I wouldn't be terrified of the Kiwis. I think we were giving them all they could handle, only for for a half, admittedly. Um, <laughs> last time we played them, but uh, could we sustain that for a great level? I think. A few sides, I think you you could frustrate them if you got your defensive line going well. Ireland have beaten them in recent times, haven't they? Um, there's a there's a there's a we'll, we'll, we'll do a football cup preview, I suppose, near the time. But um, there's a, a few sides that I think have got real chances, and I think if New Zealand aren't at their very best, and and some of these players don't seem to be at the minute, then there's a, a few teams who could they could come up unstuck against. Mm. And then there's always there's always the French. <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, I think this is impressive. From um, you know, the Wallabies looked like they were down and out. What six months ago? No, maybe a bit more than that. Back in the autumn, 
um, and for them to uh, to come back and and seem to be putting in good performances now, uh, they're suddenly becoming a bit more of a threat for the for the World Cup. They seem to do this every World Cup, don't they? They mm. not always in the greatest form, and then when it comes to World Cup time, they just sort themselves out and get themselves together. And suddenly, they you know, last I didn't think they were one of the best chances last time they got themselves to the final and annihilated us in the yeah, group stage. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, yeah, they just seem to sort of sort them out. Really, I think they're still they 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 had a few of the a few of the Mavericks in their team on. Um, Saturday, they uh, James O'Connor was back at thirteen and had a very good game. Curtly Beal had a very good game at fullback. Mm. Um, yeah, they seem to be sort of bringing in some of those mercurial talent. They've obviously lost Falau, who, who seemed like he'd be a huge loss, but they seem to have got it together and sort of made up for that difference with a bit more, I don't know, collective team spirit and not just throwing to Falau and watching him run over the game line because he's you know he's that big and strong and and fast that he, he always will sort of give you the option really. And, it seems to have a bit of a game plan, and they their packs. Um, it's not dominant, but it's improving, and that was a win without Pocock at the weekend, and he's still around. So, yeah, they seem to. If they um, if they're rounding into form, they'll uh, yeah, same as much like New Zealand to South Africa. I think UV them could be a very interesting game. Is they've probably not been your favourite team to play, have they, over the last few years? No, they've not. No. Um, yeah, they, I think well, they went through a stage of beating us. Not. Ten years on the bounce, didn't they? Including World Cups and stuff. But um, but yeah, they're suddenly they're becoming a much more difficult proposition going into this World Cup than, than perhaps what I thought about a year ago. Uh, yeah. But then be, yeah, be but, 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 sorry, say, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the the other teams around New Zealand all seem to be improving at the right time. Um, maybe that's that's the difference in in terms of uh, who's going to cause New Zealand some uh, some problems this time round. Yeah, and like you say, they're still uh, a side full of World Cup winners and class players and experience and yeah, coaching this team that's won two World Cups on a spin. But yeah, I just wonder if they're looking slightly weak in other areas. Uh, they were without Brody Ritalik, who's probably the heartbeat of their pack. Mm. Um, I think he's due back for the World Cup. He's a bit touch and go. But if he's not uh, in full form, I wonder if that pack looks slightly lighter than it has done in recent years. The tight five doesn't look as, as menacing. Um, do, do, you know, yeah. If we're talking a lot of good side, a lot of sides that are good, yeah, those little little differences make the huge differences in the end. So, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be back here, back on here in two months, saying, uh, yeah, you didn't win it again. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, just, interesting just look, though. Yeah, interesting. Feeling a little bit weaker, and it's yeah, nice to have some doubts about them. I suppose even about pop, you know. Probably yeah, hypothesise that there's some problems in the squad, um, but we'll we'll see. Enough. Yeah, we'll obviously get a preview nearer time. But, it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's exciting times to come this World Cup. Um, but we were just uh, speaking about Australians getting themselves together and sorting themselves out. And uh, if you listen to our our pod a couple of weeks back, the uh, Cricket World Cup Ashes preview, uh, our friend Kale was saying the Aussies just sort of seem to get themselves in, dig themselves in the win, and uh, they did that in the uh, first test of the Ashes, didn't they, Gareth? Uh, they did. Did we? Did we say? Oh, I'm probably not alone. But we said it was all about the uh, all about the bowlers, wasn't it? Nothing to do with the batsmen. But um, I think we all forgot about uh, a certain uh, Steve Smith. Yeah, he um, he was a difference in the sides. Really, we had him <laughs> in some serious bother, didn't we? 122 for eight on the first day, and then they were uh, we had him, we had a hundred run leads off the first innings and had him three down, and, and Smith 
or hit, hit sentries in both innings to uh, rescue them. Mm. Um, and, and looks the well, yeah, by far the way the the class player of the uh, in in this uh, in these two in these two teams at the moment. But yeah. it was only one test, uh, though the, the record of the teams winning the first test in the Ashes tend they tend, don't tend to lose from there. Um, mm. But yeah, he's uh, test number two starting this week. Uh, Lords uh, for starting on Thursday, memory serves. Um, what do you see? Is, is this must win for England? Do you think, Gareth? Is it? Could they could they get away with a draw? Do they have to win this to have hope of winning the Ashes? Uh, well, what's the weather doing? <laughs> do we uh, do we need to rely on some uh, some poor weather? Um, uh, it's been pretty miserable today down in London. I can tell you that, and it's not meant to be nice for the week. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's just the smog that is. Um, yeah, I think well, England. <laughs> you touched on there. England uh, do need to win this one, really, don't they? If, if the first one one tends to go on and win the uh, the Ashes. Or certainly not lose. Um, it's just whether there's a there's another plan. Is uh, Anderson going to be back? No, he's not back for this one. So it's, it looks like it'll be Joffrey Archer um, mm. making his test uh, test debut. Yeah, he didn't, didn't play until I think he was that injured. So uh, yeah, no no pressure, Joffrey. You're a star in the World Cup, and now you've got to yeah come come win the Ashes in your first test. Yeah, I think I think he's needed it. Um, I think some something different for the Aussies to face, or for, well, I say the Aussies, for Steve Smith to, to face. Um, it just it's got to be a plan of knowing somehow to get him get him out. Yeah, and we didn't um, didn't have that in the first test, and it didn't particularly seem like we had an idea what we wanted to do. I don't think we were helped by the the pace of the pitch. It didn't seem to quite get going. Although, yeah, we 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 didn't help with that. Just seemed more obsessed with. Taking the uh, worrying about the what, what shape the ball was and giving that to the umpires, <laughs> but it wasn't doing anything for us. Um, but yeah, you wonder with with Archery, he does bring that express pace. Um, yeah, I wonder if that that might be a tactic to try and rough Smith up a bit more or try to that. But yeah, if we just with without Anderson there, we we sort of seem to lack the control and the nous to to get him out when we were struggling. And mm. um, but yeah, we we, did, we didn't bowl great to him anyway, and we seemed to sort of set up some fields that. Weren't really attacking him at one stage. We had nine men on the boundary against him. Which, <laughs> what, 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 what are you playing the game for if you're going to do that? Which uh, <laughs> is no, no level of competition at all, really. Um, so yeah, he, um, he, yeah, he's come back from his year away uh, and from Sandpaper Gate, and, and doesn't look to have lost the skip to beat really as a player. Um, and if we we can't do a better job of getting him out, we're in some serious trouble. But hopefully, Archer and some bit of time off, and yeah, lick your wounds, chance to lick your wounds, we'll be able to. Do that, and then yeah, um, we we batted pretty well in the first innings. Surprisingly well, to be fair. Uh, Rory Burns getting the, the hundred that was a lovely start for him. Mm. But then yeah, second innings once they put a big score on the ball, we just folded like a deck of cards. So so maybe it's important for us to try and to bat ideally bat first and try and put a big score on, and then put the Aussies under some pressure. Mm. Yeah, better than, um, but than trying to chase. Mm. Yeah, on a and we yeah, I mean. The uh, Nathan Lyon ripped for us in his second into a no, Moen Alley's been dropped as our spin option. He doesn't look in, in form at all for a, a very talented player, has, has performed very well for us in the past. So it'll be another, not not quite a new boy, but Jack Leach, a fairly inexperienced uh, campaigner coming into a uh, team. But he, you know, he, bat, he batted very well in his uh, test against the Irish. He, he's got a score, he's nearly scored 100, didn't he? So uh, maybe he could chip him with some useful runs down the order as well. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, one one of the few things Steve Smith apparently has struggled with statistically is uh, a bit of left arm spin bowling, which is what Jack Leach provides. So maybe we're seeing him as the the Smith killer or the Smith uh, kryptonite. <laughs> um, 
but with an average of over 60 in his test career, he, not, not a lot has travelled Steve Smith to be fair, so um, yeah, worrying times if you're an Englishman really, but he probably isn't going to get 100 every innings this series, I'm, I'm hoping. Um, he's he's got a pretty go. good record, hasn't he? I think I've read somewhere once he got his first, took a while to get his first 100, once he got his first 100 he's got a, he's got a very good record. Um, oh, he was. Um, he st- yeah, he started off at um, uh, number six for a while. He was like a sort of all rounder, and then he just sort of changed his technique. It was actually mid ashes, apparently. He uh, just tried to try and the sort of technique he uses, where he just kind of walks quite a far across his stumps as as it's being bowled, and mm. um, it's just been relentless with it ever since. So yeah, his record is good, but you know, even get him out for a uh, for a fifty rather than a hundred, it, it could have a big difference in the game, really. Um, and yeah, hope if you. Uh, it's not the most optimistic t- t- yeah, task to take, whereas um, let's hope he doesn't score 100 every innings. But uh, if we could just limit him and try and put a bit more pressure on, and, and yeah, maybe be a bit more, more aggressive when he's first in, really, because mm. you know, that's the time any batsman is most vulnerable. We, we seem to pay him quite a lot of respect, really, there. Mm. Uh, easy for me to say sitting here, and he's a hard, harder man to get out, but yeah, I'd like to see us. Hopefully, Archer and Leach. Uh, and the other bowlers can have a bit better idea what they're doing with him and, and hopefully he'll make a mistake and get out. Yeah, would, yeah you, would, would you say Steve Smith's uh, good at taking the rough of the smooth? <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, yes, he is. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if he'd get himself another bam now, really, wouldn't it? But, uh, <laughs> maybe that's the way, uh, just, just get him, induce him into cheating uh, somehow. Mm. Uh, Boris fails, but uh, yeah, exciting times, and hopefully the Ashes uh, come the next time we speak, or uh, it'll be one all Gareth, and uh, yeah, be be game on really. Then mind it, and exciting because if if we're uh, if we're two 0 down, I think we're done for. I mean, mm. we have to win every test then because the Aussies are champions, and currently, you know, they only need to draw the series. So yeah, we we certainly can't lose this one. I think ideally we win to try and get a bit of a in the series really. Yeah, oh, a Wednesday it starts, but um, but yeah, that'll be. Uh... It's Wednesday, is it? Sorry, not, yeah. That'd be yeah, uh, that'd be good. Exciting times. Uh, anything else in the sporting world before we go, Gareth? Um, there's the Super Cup on Wednesday. Uh, Chelsea v uh, Liverpool, uh, which obviously is the big one of the calendar. Um, is that Istanbul is the game. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, although not in the same stadium that we we won it in 2005. Another stadium, apparently. Um, and there was a there was <laughs> there was a funny. Funny story uh, that I saw in the, in the in the sport yesterday about the uh, GBs getting disqualified from the four by four hundred meters. So it's the European Athletics uh, Team Championships <laughs> at the moment, and uh, GB <laughs> GBs four by four. Um, they, I think they were tapped, they were kind of quite um, confident of getting a medal, um, but from an admin error, they managed to put Heather shot putter who hadn't even travelled to uh, to Poland. Um, put his name on the uh, on the team sheet instead of uh, instead of one of the sprinters, so uh, <laughs> they got they got um, kicked out of the. Uh, of the uh, I thought that was a bit harsh, really, um, just for a bit of an admin error, getting uh, getting kicked out of the race. But there we go. I suppose rules are there for a reason. Do, do you think it'd be more fun if you know the last minute the shot putter had to jump on the plane and be you know, maybe run one of the four hundred <laughs> yeah. meter legs? Or is, is that is that what we really would have wanted to do? Yeah, true. That that is definitely what we wanted. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that, there was a yeah. That was just a bit of a bit of a sporting story. That I thought that, uh, that uh, tickled me. Yeah, um, and we can, I suppose, in, in due course, talk a bit more about uh, AJ's. Uh, seems to be announced that uh, 
He's uh, the next fight. His fight's in uh, Saudi Arabia, isn't it? Yeah, he's doing a oh. tour of um, promoting women's boxing, isn't he? Yeah, interesting country to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there was some talk that Ruiz hasn't signed, uh, or yeah, so still he's been silent since. So there's still unsure if it's quite signed. So we'll perhaps come back to that one. Wow, Hearn's come out and said he signed it, so it must be true. Yeah, Eddie wouldn't like us. Mm. Uh, in, Eddie, in Eddie, we trust that, Gareth. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thanks very much for listening all. Uh, yeah, we'll come back next week uh, with some more Premiership, and I believe it's not far till the uh, Vuelta de Spaniards come in. Yeah. Thanks, Gareth. We'll perhaps talk about that a bit next week as well. But yeah, as we say, if you have any comments or feedback or uh, questions you'd like to ask, please send them to uh, Facebook or Twitter at Pinter2. Uh, and we'll catch you again. Yep, thank you very much. Cheers.